Hello, welcome to the Locked and Loaded podcast. Uh, this is a reboot of the podcast. We're starting over again from episode one. I now have a partner with me from South Africa, a close friend of mine, Amel, also a big Gunners fan. Um, so please enjoy this one. Uh, this is now episode one. And, and it's a good one. It's a very, very good one. Um, the sound quality is a lot better from previous podcasts and it will continue to get better as we go along. So yes, uh, right, enjoy, thanks. Yo, what's up, brother? Hey, how you doing? How are you? Oh, can't complain, man. Well, actually I can. Uh, all right i guess let's get what is your what is your say what i said let's get straight into it what is your complaint um arsenal is my complaint man i think once again it's another weekend of maybes and ifs and buts and it's 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 horrible, you know. It's new new season, new manager, same old feelings. <laughs> it, it's it's horrific, man. I think the finishing on the weekend is probably I've seen in the last seven, eight, ten years of football. Oh God, an absolute joke. Um, and yeah, right now. Well, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say in the last. Eight to ten years. That's a bit that's a bit crazy because if you're talking like the last eight to ten years and you think about the finishes we had in the last eight to ten years, you know what I mean? We're talking about Van Percy, we're talking about Henri. Well, talking I'm talking about, about chances in one game, clear cut chances. I mean, there is the goal. Have it, son. All in one game. I don't think we've missed so many chances in one game. You're right. At a time. I mean, we've, we've, we've... well, we're talking about like clear-cut chances, right? Yeah. Okay. Then all in one game. In one game. In yeah. one game. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. It was. It was. It was. Uh, it was pretty atrocious. It was pretty poor. Um, but yeah, let's actually just go over the whole game. In general, not just the not just the missing of the goals. What did you? <laughs> what, what was your what was your feeling those first, let's say, twenty minutes? Um, Arsenal still walk into a game. Uh, they they don't sprint into it. I mean, you watch Man City just off the the moment the whistle blows, they're at you. Um, same things with a lot of other teams. When you watch some smaller teams in the league, um, no, res- no, you, no, you know, no disrespect to them. The moment the whistle blows, they add to it. Arsenal kind of just cruises and feels himself into a game, and then it's almost like you have they have to concede before they wake up and then realize that hey, there's a football game going on. That's still going on, you know, and that has to change faster than anything else. I think. Yeah, but that's also like. Um... That's for me, a lot of the stuff that's happened over the last two games has just been, it's, it's the, it's still that little, it's, it's the last little bit of Wenger that's been left behind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like I said on, on previous episodes, uh, 
like for example the Ramsey situation with his contract the reason for that is the last little bit of venga left behind you know what i mean like it's something that wasn't sorted out while arsenal yeah. So when you're talking about them walking into games like that, I agree with you 100. percent But it's it's stuff that these guys have to unlearn, bro. Like there's so much stuff they need to unlearn, and one of them is just getting into a game being like wide awake. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. For me, in those first 20 minutes, the biggest and craziest thing, right? which I did not understand, and that has to do more with Unai Emery than the players. How high was that defensive line, bro? Like, he <laughs> <laughs> started killing halfway, and I was watching it, halfway line, halfway up the pitch, that's where the back line was. And Chelsea just kept spraying balls over the top, bro. Over and over and over again. Jorginho, who didn't even really rip us apart. You know what I mean? It was just like Chelsea would win the ball back. The defenders give it straight to Jorginho. When it gets to Jorginho, the guys at the front already start sprinting, bro. They already start making those runs. And he would just... It was a bit like an American football game, eh? With the quarterback. (laughs) It was intense, bro. It was really... It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible, bro. And, like, that's the one thing I just didn't understand. You know, I mean, I wrote down a couple of things while I was watching the game. In those, fir- like, the first 20 minutes is where I had, like, the most notes. You know, like, <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. So, like, at 1-0, that goal I blamed on Hector. And we've spoken about this over the years. You know it's, what I wrote? It's, it's crazy to think to, that, that, you know, four of the five goals we've conceded have all come from that right-hand side. That side, bro. It's that guy. And why? What did I always say about Hector? And I even wrote it here. <laughs> I wrote it here. <laughs> He's too busy running forward. He's too busy attacking. That's <sighs> what I wrote was Hector Bellerin running back from central midfield. Why? Why? I've spoken about this so many times. He's never like his recovery runs are never on the wing. He's always coming back from central midfield, bro. Like the guy's positioning is terrible. And uh it, it is, but, but at the same time I think that you know he's also been left two v one too many times already this season. Uh the person in front of him didn't help back, didn't track back, be it Ozil the first game, Mickey this this current game. The past game, he he's taking on attackers by himself, and I don't really think he's the best one-on-one defender. So how is he going to go two v one? You know, okay, it's one-on-one, bro. He's terrible. Uh, Always, Tam has to do is is watch the two last games and say, "Hey, let's attack Hector because you know he's the easiest way to get in." I agree with you, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe a de- maybe a. Danny Welbeck might have been a better choice. At, at right back? Danny Welbeck, no, no, not at right back, at right wing. At right, oh, okay. I think Danny Welbeck would have been a better choice at right wing. Um, simply because the guy will always track back, bro. Like, Danny Welbeck is yeah. a terrible forward, but in terms of someone who works, like, that guy will come back and he'll cover up that wing with Bellerin. 
You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I have not seen Danny Welbeck kick a single ball for Arsenal. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen that guy do anything for Arsenal uh, preseason or this season, you know, or in the yeah. season. So I don't know what's happening with him. I know the European the European uh, transfer market is still open, right? Yep, yes it is. closed for us to buy players. So I think he might maybe still be on his way out like in the next week. Um, Oof. Where to though? I, I just don't see him going he'll probably go, to Turkey or Spain. Or... He'll probably go to some smaller Premier League team, bro. I don't know. I don't know where he would go. But either way, it's either that or Daniel Albeck is going to be playing like League Cups. Um... Europa League group stage, uh, those. Yeah, that that seems more like a good place for him to play, man. You know, and you never know. Maybe Unai might transform him into something a tad bit better than he currently is. Ah, dude, it's too late for all back, bro. It's over for. But on, but on the flip side, you know, it was, it was good to see us come back um, at two zero. You know, it's usually like, oh, here comes three and four. Yeah. Um, but it was good to see those some fight back. My heart sank, bro, when the second goal went in. Because that second goal went in, <laughs> like the 20th minute, 21st minute. And my heart sank. And I was like, oh, my God. Because I was thinking, you know, I was thinking in the future already, bro. I was thinking, like, imagine it's another ass whooping. Like, four, five, yep. six. <laughs> like, for me, Emery couldn't have come back from that, bro. I think... That would have been the end for him. You know what I mean? I think I think the players would have just been like, ah, okay, nuts. This is not going to work. Yeah. It would have been deflated. But for us to come back, bruh, like when that half, when that halftime, when that halftime whistle blew, I, I was like, yeah. oh my God, what has just happened in the last 40 minutes? <laughs> It was fantastic. You know, the fact that they missed so many chances, that it should have been like 4-2 up going into the break. It was crazy. Because it will be missed another chance. Mkhitaryan, his yep. first chance. And then, oh, yep. young, bro. Like, missed. Uh, not even that. I mean, people forget the, the second tap and he missed with his left foot. Which one? Um, cross across from the left hand side. I think it was low driven cross from Monreal and Aubameyang kind of just tapped it with his left. Um, that was just before Wobie's miss. It was just before Wobie's miss. Yeah, at the end of the half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, end of the half. I remember. I remember. But you know what I found very interesting was the was how we were scoring the goals. Was how we were attacking. It, it was reminiscent of Bayern Munich, eh? <laughs> it was... Um, our goals were all... Did you see how we're doing so many cutbacks? Like, we were actually getting to the end of the pitch, getting to the byline, and cutting the ball back in. Like, it wasn't like... You know what I mean? Like, usually when we score under Wenger, it's like tippy-tappy, through the middle, into the goal. Yeah. But this, our goal... It was, it was a bit more direct. It was still pretty... You know, the, the product was efficient for when they actually were efficient. Um, yeah, I, I think it reminded me of a bit of Bayern Munich. I mean, after all those beatings by Bayern Munich, you kind of remember what these, what their goals look like. 
And um, a lot of the Bayern Munich goals are these low driven crosses into the danger area. Uh, Man City do the exact same thing. So that, that was pretty cool. To hey, do. dude, Bernardo Silva's goal. Oh my God. <laughs> Woo! Oh my goodness, man. Oh my God. The cutback from Man that finished. Like there, I couldn't even play in check. I was just like, God. <laughs> what, are you, what are you gonna do? Bro? What are you going to do? You know, it was a fantastic goal, but yeah, City do the same thing, and it was actually quite nice to see like we had another way of attacking. You know, yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw there's a, a video Arsenal posted on Instagram, I think they've posted it up on, on their YouTube channel as well of Iwobi's goal, that second goal. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video. That goal, right? So you remember the first uh, game against Manchester City? All of us were like, guys, yep. guys playing out the back. Check looks like shit. What is going on? Guys inviting pressure. The second goal from Iwobi started from the goalkeeper and it was all carpet football until Iwobi put that goal in. I don't know if you've seen the video. Uh, no, I haven't. I'm going to have to have a look at that. Uh, I guess the system works, you know. I, I, it's a proven, it's a proven formula with Unai Emery. It's just the players, you know, and the players having to, to learn <laughs> how to play it on a regular basis and consistently as well. Yeah, that's the thing, bro. That's the thing. It's it's. We don't have the players yet, bro, to actually. To actually pull it off, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. For example, um, I think there's a couple of players in there that 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 can pull it off. I mean, you look at Iwobi, for example, who when he first came onto the scene, driving at defenders, low crosses, and so forth. And then the longer he stayed in Wenger's team, he just thought of the sideways passing and and all that jazz. And now under Unai Emery, he's doing the exact same thing that he was doing before. So there's a couple of players I think just got that Wenger into them, and once it's out you've got a player there again. I agree. But some players, a.k.a. Granit Xhaka, Granit Xhaka, <laughs> like Xhaka needs to go back to Germany, bro. He needs to go back to uh, München Gladbach, you know, apologize, say, I'm sorry for leaving, but please take me back. Because <laughs> the Premier the Premier League is not for him, bro. He's the guy is so slow on the ball. Like, let's say we win the ball back, boom, everyone starts running forward, bro. The moment the ball gets to Xhaka, one touch, two touch, three touch, four. This guy's looking. I'm like, you are a central midfielder. Where is the vision? Play the ball forward, bro. No, sideways. Yeah, he's he, he's struggling. He really, really is. But it was good to see him get taken off, and it was good to see Özil get taken off. Um, we know under Wenger, he would have played ninety-five minutes <laughs> the whole in that game. So, oh, what are your thoughts on on Özil, bro? Like, what do you what do you actually think, like, of him at this moment in time, and just like now looking forward with Una Emery? Like, I want to, I'd, I'd actually. I'm interested to hear what you say because I've got an opinion on that myself. I think Ozil needs to realize that, you know, he he's seen exactly like any other player in the squad. Um, he 
I think there's still this 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 thing about him being Ozil, and therefore he can kind of do whatever he can be whoever he wants on the pitch, and it's 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 not working. You know, it's not working. I personally think that Ozil in an Arsenal shirt still hasn't reached the heights of Cesc Fabregas in an Arsenal shirt, and that's not to knock Mesut Ozil as a player. I just think that there's certain things you expect him to do that he just refuses to do because of who he is as a player. And we all know that he's probably top five, top top three uh, best uh, number 10s in the world on his day. But it's always that. It's on his day. It's it's not a consistent thing. Um, I think Unai can get him to do it more regularly, but it has to come from him. Wow, you just made a great point there comparing him to Sess, to Sess actually. Uh, I never thought of that. Because now that I think back to Sess, I mean, Sess was like... Sess was special. Sess <laughs> was special. Dude, thinking about Sess... I personally haven't seen... Dude. I've still, to this day, I haven't seen a central midfielder as good as Sess do what he does, specifically do what he does. You know, and you expect Ozil to come in and, and be that player or be better than that player, and he and he hasn't. Dude, think just thinking about Cesc puts the biggest smile on my face, bro. It's actually crazy. Like, thinking back to the times <laughs> of Cesc Fabregas. Because if you, if you think about it, up until, let's say, the last two seasons that Fabregas was at Arsenal. Um, yeah. He was actually playing like central, central midfield. Like he was actually playing quite deep, uh, Fabregas. He yes. was an actual central midfielder. And he was still just pumping out assists, bro. And like... With- goals and assists, goals and assists, goals and assists. And you know what the thing is? Like now that I think about it, if you compare the two, you know, Ozil, as much... Uh, grief as we give him, statistically, he has created the most chances since he's come to the Premier League. Like, he's still the guy who just creates the most chances. You know what I mean? But Yeah, 100%. I do think he is top three best number 10s in the world. But if I think to Fabregas, Fabregas had a much higher conversion rate to the chances he created. Than Ozil, if you know yeah. what I mean. Like, I think Ozil creates chances, but I think sometimes Ozil creates difficult chances for his teammates. Yeah, I mean, you have to just go back and think about the players that played with Sersk and the players that played with, uh, the players that play with Ozil. I mean, uh, the, that Leicester season, the players that played with Ozil, uh, come on, how do you not win the. Yeah, it's true. Hello? that played with Sersk. It's, I don't know, Ozil just needs to, to come alive more often, you know? No, no, you're right, bro. You're right, you're right, you're right. I don't know. So, Mesut Ozil, do you see him staying at Arsenal past this season? Yeah, I do. I do. For some reason, I actually see him there for quite some time. Um, primarily because... We just love him. <laughs> we absolutely love him. You know, whether he performs or not, it's it's. You wake up two days later and you're like, we got Ozil, <laughs> and um, he just seems like he's comfortable there. Yeah, because for me, um, 
you know who should actually be pushing him for that number 10 spot? I think it's Mkhitaryan, bro. 100%. Mkhitaryan is terrible on the wing. Ozil is terrible on the wing. Those two guys should be battling with each other for one spot. I actually don't think Mkhitaryan and Ozil should be playing at the same time. No, they, 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 they could, but they shouldn't. They could if you played like a back three, let's say. Yeah, yeah. If you play a back three, you can fit the two of them. But we're playing a back four. So yeah. there's, no space, there's no space for the two of them. The other problem also being is we don't actually have wingers. So, so that makes it a little bit of a, of a difficult issue. Um, yeah, well, based on, on that alone, then technically Mkhitaryan should start the next game over Ozil. Well, technically I should. Because even though he missed that chance, Mkhitaryan... Oh, what a sitter. But he still scored and assisted in that same yes, way did. he missed that chance. So, <laughs> it's not like, like Ozil missed that first chance like right at the beginning of the match. That like half... Yeah, and then vanished after that. Just, just disappeared, bro. He absolutely disappeared, as he usually does. So... So yeah, so yeah, I mean, you know, Mesut Ozil. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know, when I think of Ozil to this day, I still see him in a white Real Madrid shirt, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I still see that. You have to let go of that, man. You have to let go of that. That's the Ozil I want, bro. That's the, the one who's come. For me, Wenger ruined that guy, bro. Wenger ruined a lot of players. Wenger ruined Ozil. Wenger ruined that guy because Ozil under Mourinho was a completely different monster, bro. He actually looked actually different. He actually looked quick. He looked he looked like he had some pace, bro. Ozil now looks like yeah. you know, like he needs some turbo boosters in his boots or something, bro. Like the guy. <laughs> He just walks around the field all the time, bro. And you never saw that at Madrid. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, it, you know he does a lot of he does off camera, but you know it's 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 not really what the fans want to see when we're losing. You know the off camera running. We want <laughs> we want to see you, you know, with the ball, taking on the man, having a couple cracks at, at goal. I mean, how many times does Özil just take the ball and have a shot a game? You know. Hoof it over the bar for we can try ever. something, you know. Hardly ever these days. I don't even see him dribble past. Uh, dribble yeah, players, bro. I don't even see him actually beat a player. You know what I mean? And he has that in him. And it's frustrating because you you know that he is the main man. You know, it doesn't matter what who we have in front, whether it's Aubameyang or Lacazette, or we don't. It doesn't really matter. You know that it's 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 essentially Özil's team. He is the main man there, and expect him to to do what the main men in other teams are doing. But even it's wearing, already happening. And he's even wearing the number ten now, which is even worse. It's like <laughs> it's elevated everything to like an even worse level. Is that he's wearing the number ten jersey? You know, <laughs> playing the number ten position. You know, number ten is reserved for the man. You know what I mean? Like, the <laughs> man, you know? Number 10, like, number 10 is number 10, bro. I don't care what anyone says. Like, that jersey, especially to me, like, it means everything, bro. It means everything to me. Number 10 jersey is the ultimate. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's got 
<laughs> it's got that horror right? <laughs> like number 10 jersey bro if you think about one <laughs> number 10 jersey in any team bro you know if you think of arsenal number 10 you think burkham you know yeah that's 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 number 10 yeah even though i hate him with a passion now van persie was wearing number 10 you know what i mean yep uh if i think about other teams number 10 messi number 10 ronaldinho uh you know what i mean yeah. like real 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 g's were wearing that number 10 jersey and now ozil has yeah. got to mean something bro it just has to mean it has to uh but yeah anyways let's 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 move on let's move on um so positives okay give me your positives from the game against chelsea um the comeback uh the sick the, the the variety of ways we attack now the ball being moved a lot quicker um yeah the fight back Gwendozi. <laughs> i i don't think there's the you know you can say anything positive without mentioning Gwendozi. he he looks a real player great um yeah, that, that that that's that's for the time being you know that's as much as I can give in terms of positives <laughs> until the next few games. I'm not going to go over my, you know, over my head and be like, oh, well, the pressing and this and that, you know, yeah, I'll give it some time for it to, to shape up. But yeah, I like the fight back. I like the kid in the middle. Yeah. Okay. So far, so good, I guess. Negatives? Uh, oh, I have to start with Granit Xhaka. My gosh. Yeah. Uh yeah, he's he's just been absolutely appalling. Uh Mr. Ozil, once again, just it's just negative. The way in which we again start the game so slowly and have to get beaten to sure. Um Yeah, that's that's just about it. You know, the missing that's the the missing was just the show. that is as that is as negative as it gets, the, the missing. But yeah, that's that's the, that about take you know. Those are my negatives. All right, all right. Now I'd have to agree with all of those. Um, all right, so let's move on. Uh, I've written down a couple of uh, headlines from like three or four articles that I read. So we're just going to go through them quickly. And then, uh, yeah, then we'll move on. I've got an interesting statistic for you. Uh, I'll be interested to hear what you say. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Um, but yeah, let's just go through it. So the first one, uh, Ian Wright uh, said that Jose Mourinho is becoming like Arsene Wenger. He's starting to ruin his legacy. What? Um, that is something I completely agree with. Because funny enough, I was having a conversation with a Liverpool um, fan over the weekend. And I was like, but doesn't Mourinho you know, seem a bit like Wenger to you at the moment. And he wouldn't understand what I was trying to get at, but I just the style of play, you know, it almost, remember how we said that like football has kind of passed Wenger by his tactics don't work anymore. And, and Ven- Mourinho's tactics don't work anymore. The park, the bus doesn't work anymore. Um, and he doesn't know any other way of football, but, but that, you know, the, the, the fighting with the fans, the, you know, the, the fighting with the players, I'm not that Wenger fought with players, but you, you every time you know there was a contract issue, say Alexis Sanchez or whatever, you knew that even though these guys aren't exactly, you know, Pogba Mourinho in your face dispute, you knew that there wasn't exactly a happy home there. Yeah. So it definitely does look like Mourinho is becoming the one person he 
you dislike so much. <laughs> exactly, dude. And I agree 100%. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking to myself yesterday that Jose Mourinho is the, is like, is like Tony Pulis and Sam Allardyce, but at the highest level. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he is, he's the, he's the same. That's why he loves him. Like, that, like, Jose Mourinho has said it many times. He loves Tony Pulis, bro. You know what I mean? Like, those, oh, my word. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He said it. But like, those two actually get along. They actually really get along, bro. And for me, Mourinho is just, uh, it's just Tony Pulis who won trophies. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tony Pulis who won trophies. Um, Tony, without the cap. Yeah, without the cap, bro. And if you think about Pulis and Allardyce, those guys aren't saving teams from relegation anymore, bro. No, they're not. No, they're not. You know? <laughs> that old English style is gone, bro. That old defensive long ball style that thing is gone dude and even even the weakest teams right even the weakest yeah. fans won't stand for long ball football bro like they'd rather i know I mean, like they'd rather get relegated yeah. they'd rather get relegated yeah out of the league than to get re- like playing good football than get relegated playing long ball boring trashy football like people want to enjoy it. i mean i actually watched some of the playoffs for in the championship Lost yeah. some of the playoff games, and um, it looked like you're watching a Premier League game with two decent sides, like they're playing very good football, passing the ball around. It didn't look like what past championship teams look like, you know, the, the hoofing the ball forward, the, the crosses to the big lone striker. It there was some really good link up play, and you know, it looked like a modern football team, uh, where Mourinho's United looks. Like, uh, you know, a Tony Pulis team. <laughs> terrible, bro. And the scary thing is, if a, if a more progressive and attacking manager were to step in at United, everyone's in trouble, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the team is absolutely solid. It's a very, very good team. The players they have, dude. Like, if you really think about the players that Man United have, like they could, they could blow teams away, bro. If they had the right man. Fantastic front line. I think their midfield is quite good at the moment. I haven't. I don't really know much about Fred, but you know from the Leicester game that I did watch, he looked to play. You know the back line. I don't really know how good Lindelof is, but hey, you know I know Eric Bay is an absolute beast, yeah. and they've got like three goalkeepers in the goal in one man. So. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, bro. The man can do anything. He is Wolverine, bro. <laughs> he is Wolverine. He should take the free kicks. I, I think the hair should take like United's free kicks. Yeah. But, okay. Um. Yeah, they they were a very good team. All right, let's move on. Next one. Paul Merson uh, says he's shocked. Uh, Aaron Ramsey is still at the Emirates, considering the whole contract situation. Uh, I know Ramsey's your boy. Uh, what do you? Um, I think it comes down to the Özil money situation. You know, you look at Mr. Özil earning that much money, and to be fair, Ramsey 
probably producing more end product, if I may say, than Ozil. Yeah, without a doubt. Over the last, you know, he, he has to ask the question, legitimately ask the question. He's been there longer than Ozil. He probably is, and I personally think he should be the club captain. You know, you've got to kind of look at the money on the table and, 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 and you know, pay the man close to what he wants. Yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, I was saying the other day, as well, I actually said the same thing. I think the, prob- the biggest problem is that Ozil's earning so much money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if there's anyone else that should be earning somewhere near that at the club, it's probably uh, Aaron Ramsey, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe Obama Yang as well, but I mean, he's still getting paid a lot, anyways, for from his move from yeah. uh, from Dortmund. But I do have to say, I think I think Ramsey, uh, I think Ramsey should have been sold, bro. I think, and not because I dislike him as a player. I've grown to love him again, like I didn't like him, and then I loved him after that great. <laughs> 2013, 2014 season. And then I disliked him after that because he dipped for like two, three years. And then I liked him in, you know, last season and just towards the end of the previous season before that. Um, I like Ramsey, bro. I think we should have... Not even... Like the season before last, we should have already been talking to him about a new contract. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that, that comes down to the to the Wenger era, you know, and, and the mistakes of the Wenger era. But but I think the guys should have just four weeks ago already should have been like, okay, look, homie, are you signing? Are you not signing? Because if the club aren't willing to offer the money, they're not willing to offer the money. I don't know what's going to change in yeah. what was happening four weeks ago and what's going to happen now. Like, are they all of a sudden going to be like, ah, oh, we just happened to run across like, an extra hundred and fifty thousand, and now we can pay you three hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> surely it's like okay, we have a certain budget, and we can only pay you this much. And yeah, okay, they negotiate, and probably they can pay a little bit more, but I'm sure they can't pay two players three hundred thousand for whatever. No, they can't. They can't. Uh, I do understand what you're trying to say. You know, sure, we go ahead, we sell Ramsey. Uh, <laughs> Ramsey, if Ramsey goes, I don't think we've got a single midfielder that does what he does. An all-action midfielder. Yeah. Attack, defend, score, That's why, That's why you buy. We could have bought a player. We could have bought someone that could have come in. This is still Arsenal. This is still Arsenal. We need a winger and we haven't bought one. You know, it's, it's This is Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For me, I think he should have gone only for the fact that now we've got another player who's on 12 months. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's the only reason why I think we should have sold him. I, I really like Ramsey. I think he should stay. I agree with you. I think he should be the club captain. Uh, 100% agree with that. Not these like fucking five captains. I don't know what the fuck that shit is. What the heck is up with that? Like five captains, one of them being Shaka. Like, gosh, that reminds me of Arsene Wenger, bro. That's something Arsene would have done. Like five captains. Yeah, you know, it's it's like you you know like how they have all the captains in like the the kiddies football, yeah. so that no one feels left out. Like you captain this week, and then you're captain exactly. next week, and you just so that no one feels left out. Like, exactly. Yeah. 
Anyways, hey, I mean, look at Liverpool and, you know, look at the midfielders in that side. All of them are probably better than Jordan Henderson, but everyone knows where they stand in terms of who the leader is in the team. Yeah, that's true, dude. 100%. And it's like that for every other team except for us, you know. When you've got five captains, when you've got five captains, who do you look to when things are going tough on the pitch? You know, you can't look five ways, bro. You know, <laughs> and when like the fifth captain is not even playing until January, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's 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 that. I don't with that. Anyways, let's move on. Um, just to quickly get back to a point you made earlier, uh, we'll just brush over this quickly because we already spoke about it. Um, but it's uh, it was an article on gold.com. It said Emery inherited poor finishing from Arsene Wenger. Uh, they're talking about the yeah. missed chances in the Chelsea game, and very interesting statistic in that article, right? So in the last five seasons, right? So since 2013, 2014, right? Right. Arsenal have played 192 Premier League uh, games and they have missed 273, like, clear, clear, clear cut chances. <laughs> so... That's yeah, so they absolutely yeah, so they've missed 273 clear chances in 192 games, right? Uh, the conversion rate is like 41.5%, which is low. So it's lower than uh, half a goal per chance, right? So conversion rate of 41.5%, and they are sitting at 16th in the league in terms of conversion uh, rate of chances. So just a, just a, st- a statistic, just to get back to the point you said earlier. Um, so, yeah, I mean, looking at that, it's, it's exactly that, bro. Like, you've got to get these guys more ruthless in front of goal. Because you'll probably find, like, I mean, if you bury your first two or three chances, the game's pretty much over, bro. You know? Yeah. And it's a completely different game as well, you know, because now the, the opponent has to attack you more, yeah, these spaces exactly. in behind. And it just funny enough, that's that thing, you know, uh, said, I can't help but think back to the Atletico Madrid game, that first yes. leg, and the chances missed there. It's, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke sometimes. Well, we lost. We lost that tie because we didn't convert in the, in the home game. We didn't convert in the home game, bro. You know, and if you look at how if you look at how Liverpool if you look at how Liverpool blow teams away in the first half an hour and then just chill. Yeah, yeah. And then they literally just like whoop up the suntan and and they just have a sit down and you know watch the rest of the game with us yeah. just on the pitch. Yeah, man. So it's, it's it's on the topic of Atletico Madrid. Do you think that this season is their season? I mean. Man to man, I I think that they probably have the third or the second best squad in football right now. So are you talking about winning the treble? Are you talking about, I'm talking about winning, winning winning the league, possibly Champions League? Because you know, funny enough, we, we, we there was a lot of criticism of of Unai Emery and 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 you know him probably underperforming with, with a severe team. Yeah. Um, but you think about 
the time he was the manager at Sevilla and the Barcelona and Real Madrid teams that were there and possibly Ronaldo and Messi climbing to the peak of football and making it their lounge. Uh, it's, you know, you, what, is the, Chris, what do you expect from Madrid this season with the team they have? Um, hey, man, and they just signed Thomas Lamar. I'm so upset. Ish. I mean, Jolson, Jolson Martins. They've got a fantastic backline. Goalkeepers on point. Frontline, pick a player. <laughs> the bench is strong. You know, the manager's top class. What, is, what, what do you expect from them? For me, it depends. It depends. They need to just be a little bit more expansive in their football, bro. Because that's what's going to cost them for me. Like, you can't just always be sitting back against big teams, bro. Like, you saw with Liverpool, the best way to beat Man City was to actually play them, bro. Like, play these guys and, like, let's see what you've got kind of thing. And sometimes, for me, they can be a little bit too negative, um, in the big games against the big teams, I understand in La Liga, especially against Barca. But if I'm talking like Champions League, um, because they've got that, they organized, bro. They know how to defend. They've got that solid base of how to defend. So yeah. it wouldn't hurt them to play a little bit more expansive football and just give the guys a little bit of freedom. Like maybe uh, like let at least one midfielder go out to 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 support the attack, you know, like those late midfield runs into the box type thing. But I see them Champions League semi-final. I don't... Mm, it depends on the draw. I don't know if they make the final for me. La Liga, I think they can win the league this season. Real Madrid, I don't think are going to win the league again. Um... And Barcelona. it has to be the weakest Barca side Barca, uh, in the last 15 years, isn't it? And I don't, probably, I mean, Barca's not Barca anymore, bro. It's, it's just not Barca, the same Barca that we've known for so long, you know? It's, they, they're beatable. They're very, very beatable. So this has to be the chance for, for Atleti to, to snatch it again. Yeah, Barca's not, Barca's not the team they used to be for me. Um... Yeah, I think Barca come second. I think Atletico Madrid come first. And uh, Real Madrid, oof, dude, they, I don't even know if they... Or did, they, did they even come third last season? Or did they come... Yeah, they were third. Yeah, I think they might even drop a place this season, bro. I mean, Valencia's looking quite good. Yeah, I think, I think they're going to drop a place this season, bro, Real Madrid. That's, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, that's what I think, dude. Um, so, yeah, let's move on quickly. Um, oh, yeah, one more interesting stat, actually, as well. One more before we move on. Oh, no. Uh, no this one's a good stat. This is a good stat. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Jeez. So, Arsenal... What is the stat on <laughs> So, Arsenal's season stats so far this season, so basically in the last two games, um, possession, 39.7%, okay? Right. Out of both games. So we are placed 18th in the league for possession. So like third lowest in the league in possession, right? 
That's right. Shots faced, so the amount of shots against us, right? 41 yeah. shots against Arsenal in two games, right? But we're sitting at 19th in the league, bro. So we've had the second least shot. <laughs> at the second. What's happening in the Premier League? Our guys just like taking pop shots from everywhere. We've taken the second least shots out of any team in the league. Right, and think we played City and Chelsea. Shots, yep. shots on target against us. Nineteen, also sitting at nineteen. So we've, so we're basically the lowest in shots against us, or the lowest in shots on target against us. Uh, errors leading to shots, only three, and we're equal nineteenth with I don't know with who, but we're equal nineteenth on three. So we've had the least mistakes at the back leading to shots on goal so far. Distance covered in the last two games, 233 kilometers and we're first in the league with distance covered, bro, with kilometers run in the league. More than Liverpool, I think more than City. All of those stats just speak about the change in management. That alone should tell you that there's a new man in charge because if you had to take the same stats and flip it a season ago i'm pretty sure <laughs> we'd be first in a lot of bad departments and last in a lot of good departments agreed bro i think it would i think everything would have flipped the other way around you know distance covered 19th everything else first look una emery beast you know I, people seem to forget how well he did at valencia you know he was consecutively third with selling players nonstop, bringing young players in. I mean, the likes of Mata Silva, you know, Via, they, they all played, if I'm not mistaken, under Una Emery once. No, they did. You know, so he was fantastic. And then obviously Sevilla and then PSG. People seem to think that you, if France is a league that you can walk through, it's, I think that's, that's a bit of an, you know, that's a bit of an overstatement. You can, it's still a challenge to win the league. Um, no matter what country you're in. Uh, maybe, maybe Bundesliga with Bayern just nicking star players from, from other teams. That's probably the easiest league out of the four, I would think, um, to, to kind of get something out of there. But, he, you know, he did it and he did it well. Una Emre is a beast, you know, and I think that he'll do a lot of good things given time and a couple transfer windows. I agree. 100%, bro. 100%. How much time do you give him? I give him three seasons. Three seasons, okay. Yeah, I'm there with you. I give him three seasons. I mean, I'm looking at, at Jürgen Klopp. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is his um, third, if not fourth season? Is it his third season? This is his third full season. His third full season. And if Klopp doesn't win anything with the money spent and the squad he's built, Liverpool fans will still give him another chance. That's- you know, I don't see why we should be quick to whip out the pip, the pitchforks and the banners and the planes and the chants and you know okay. the man's a proven winner give him time we know the players he's dealing with we can see the mental blocks he's dealing with and you know the missing the oh, the laziness the the you know the guys just not being what we want them to be what we know they can be you know, give him the time, give him the chance to move certain players around, give him the chance to bring in young players, which is something he does at every single team. You know, you look at 
the, the players he's brought in at every team he's been in. You have to go. The most recent one I can think of is is uh, Kimpembe, who won the World Cup with France, and oh, yeah, you know, yeah. he came the, in. The defender from PSG. Defender, centre back from PSG. Yeah, that he was brought in by Unai Emery. Um, you hear Mbappe say that he's become a much more complete player with Unai Emery's, you know, coaching him. Rabio, who was not even a bit part player before Unai Emery came, and Unai made him, you know, a mainstay in the team. He's take, honestly, for me, one of the best midfielders in the world, despite not getting in that French team, which is, you know, it's not a bit, it's not a knock to him. Look at the tanks in that team. Uh, you know, you can see what he's doing with Grandozzi. I'm excited to see what he's going to do with Reese Nelson and, and Nketiah, maybe even holding. Um, so, yeah, I'm giving him time. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we need to wrap this up. So let's quickly, oh, yeah. What did I just ask you? I asked you now. Oh, yeah, so what is um, success this season for you? Like, what's a good season this year? Um, I'm going to to put my, my neck out there and say that um, fourth place and uh, <laughs> fourth place Europa League, um, UEFA, UEFA Cup? What is this competition called anyway? That, that one. There we go, Europa League. Um, see, I just went back to Emre's time at Sevilla. There, you. you. <laughs> um, so the Europa League fourth place and um, a good cup run. Okay. Okay. In FA Cup, a, de- a decent cup run in the FA Cup. And what are you expecting at the end of the three years that you've given Emre? Uh, the end of the three years, a league title. Wow. <laughs> so I want yep. to win the league three. No, 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 100%. I think that comes, well, again, it comes full circle to what I think of Unai Emery as a coach. He, I think he's, abs- he's an absolute beast. And the moment you think that ah, he's not good enough, then don't expect anything from him. You know, I, I think he's an absolute fantastic manager and he can get a, a league title with Arsenal, you know. So it's, it's pointless for us say, saying that, you know, he's going to do a good job and then we don't think he can go for the big one, you know. Okay, yeah, for me... Success this season is getting back in the Champions League. So that can either be via the league or it can be winning Europa League. I would prefer, like you, get into the top four and win Europa League. Um, I think that would be the best situation because it, because winning the Europa League also means a European trophy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not the biggest cup, but it's a European trophy. And I want that for Arsenal. And League Cup, bruh. I know it's like a Mickey Mouse Cup. <laughs> it would be nice to actually win the League Cup instead of the FA Cup. Um, because it's something in the time I've been supporting Arsenal, I've never seen us lift. And also, a lot of the times, the big teams that win that League Cup, in the middle of the season, like to win a trophy, like right in the middle of the season, it just—it's a boost, eh? Yeah, it's, it's a morale boost. The morale booster for these guys to to just push on for the rest of the season. So for me, yeah. perfect season, League Cup, third place, Europa League Cup. Oh, that's that's whoa, third place. My gosh, calm down. Man <laughs> City. It's gonna go Man City, Liverpool. Arsenal, Chelsea, Man U, Tottenham. Oh, you're knocking, 
you knocking Spurs down that much? Spurs can kiss my ass, bro. <laughs> suck a dick. I don't give a fuck, bro. Oh, wow. Finish sixth. Um, oh, wow. Give me your starting 11 for this weekend and score prediction. Uh, first and foremost, a change in formation. Um, he has to get away from this 4-2-3-1. It's not working with the current crop of players. Uh, I go 4-3-1-2. Burnt Leno and goal. Diamond, diamond formation. Yep, yep, yep. Um, phew, I have Burnt Leno has to get in goal. I don't think Czech has done too much wrong, but it's time that Burnt Leno, you know, yes. gets a run in because you know it's not like Czech is going to be the number one next season. So we might as well give the guy who is going to be our long-term number one, uh, 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 you know, the start he needs. So Burnt Leno in goal, Hector Bellerin at right back. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) But hey, you know, he he has to push on. He has to get better. And, you know, this is probably the best way for him to go about it is through playing games. Um, Mustafi and, and Socrates at the back, I don't think, They've been bad at all. I know Mustafi was turned like a chicken by Morata the other game. Um, but I think he's done really, really well under Unai Emery. So that's pretty cool. Socrates looks like a no-nonsense defender. I dig him. Monreal, who I think looks like what he is, which is the best defender at Arsenal for some crazy reason. Uh, who would have thought that Nacho Monreal would be considered the best defender at Arsenal? Um he would be at the left back. In the middle, I would have um, Torreira just in front of the back four. Uh, Guendozi and Ramsey, either side of him. Ahead of them, I would have Mickey with Laka and Obama Blood Clat Young up top. Okay. My score prediction is, um, you know, the strikers are looking to, to make up for last week. So I'm going over 4-0 okay. scoreline. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay, for me, my 11, I've got Leno at the back. I think he needs to now start playing. Um, I've got right back, Lichsteiner needs to play. <laughs> I need to play. Bellerin needs to be dropped. Uh, good for him to get dropped. Uh, and it won't be too disastrous because he's played the two big games and he gets dropped for the left. Him, so it shouldn't be too big of a deal. Um, left back, Monreal. Center backs, I've got Socrates and Rob Holding. Bro. Rob Holding needs to start playing some games as well. Um, okay. Mustafi just doesn't do it for me. His clearances never make it past the halfway line. His head is <laughs> the opposition. The guy can't pass. He can't stay on his feet. His positional sense is bad. He plays guys offside at the wrong time. Just no. Mustafi out. Next. Torreira in midfield. Sorry, I'm playing a 4-3-3 formation. I'm actually changing. Okay. I'm doing diamond formation like you the last two weeks. For this one, I'm actually changing yeah. it to uh, a 4-3-3. So Torreira will be the deep-lying midfielder. Yeah. Two... Um, the two midfielders next to him, Ramsey on the right, Gwendozi on the left, uh, yeah. uh, dropping Mesut Ozil, dropping Mkhitaryan, and yeah. I have Lacazette through the middle, 
I'm going to have Obama Young on the left, and I think he will be deserves a game after last week's performance on the right. Wing. Yeah, he was really good, yeah. On the right wing, um, I think this is a hardworking midfield. We don't have that silky, creative type uh, pass of the ball, but mm-hmm. it will be can make that pass. And actually, Lacazette is not bad, bro. Lacazette has played uh, some pretty silky passes, especially in that game against City when he came on. So I think yeah, can drop deeper from time to time and play sort of like a, not even a false nine, like a 9.5. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but every now and again, he can just drop in and then, you know what I mean? So that's my starting spray of wall across. And, um, and I'm going for a 3-0 victory to Arsenal. Um, I don't see West Ham scoring and we're playing at home. It's going to be good to see Jack. Yeah, it will be the first time he actually plays against Arsenal because when he was on loan, he didn't play against us. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if anyone scores, it's going to be Perez. I think Perez, if anyone scores... Definitely going... If he, uh, it seems like a game for Perez to score and he'll probably celebrate as well. Um, so, yeah, that's my that's my starting eleven, man. And, yeah, so that's it. So, thank you for joining me. This was dope. I think the podcast yeah, was a lot of fun. much better with the two of us than me, one man. Um, so <laughs> we'll do this then every Thursday <clears throat> around this time. And, uh, yeah, it's been fantastic, man. So, thank you for joining the podcast. Welcome to the family, even though it's just two guys. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. There's this space for, for one more. <laughs> uh, but yeah, peace, brother. Uh, keep well, and we will we'll, we'll do this again next week. Sure, brother. Thanks a lot. Thanks to all the listeners, yeah. All right. Thanks, brother. Bye.